0: Welcome to the podcast of Revival Life Church, a spirit-filled, multicultural church in Boca Raton, Florida. If you would like more information about Revival Life Church or Pastor Carl Thomas, you can find us on the web at revivallife.church. Deliver him of the vanity. I'm saying he's a man in need. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hey, good morning, church. Okay. Hey, good morning. Hey, great to see y'all this morning. Uh, good to see you. Thank you, Christopher. It's good to be seen. I, um, I'm loving Jesus, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, last time I checked, um, I, uh, I love the baby dedications. Baby dedications mean life. Amen. 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 I like that we're so close to children's ministry uh, that when we can hear the kids, not as excited when we can hear certain children's ministers, uh, but I like when we can hear the kids because I like being near life, right? It, whether you're young or you're young at heart, you like to be around youth because it keeps you young at heart. You resonate with the excitement. Uh, you resonate with um, the hope that are in uh, youth and youthful people. I don't, like, I, don't like, I don't like hanging out with old fuddy-duddies. I don't like old fuddy-duddies who complain that the world is changing, uh, who, who, who complain, uh, you know, that things are too loud or like, you know, if things are loud, you know, use some earplugs. Right? And uh, things changed when you were young. Things will continue to change. Uh, what, what happens is when people get older, they get calcified and things don't move as easily. And we get prideful thinking the way that we came up is the way it's supposed to be. It's the best it's ever going to be. Uh, but I am glad that things aren't the way they used to be. For those older folks in the room, I saw a funny little video from last week. Uh, it was a person kind of did a throwback. And remember, you remember when you got your first cell phone? Older folks in the room, younger folks, you have no idea what I'm talking about here. Remember your first cell phones and you get charged by the minute? Yeah. Unless it was like after a certain time or you wouldn't get charged for the first minute and so you'd like, all your conversations were 45 seconds long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm glad we're not there. Yeah. I'm glad I don't have to say page me, you know, and then I'd stop at a pay phone. Remember those? There used to be these phones that you would put money in to use them. They're called payphones. They're only in movies now. Uh, uh, But everything gets better, right? Things get better and things remain the same. Uh, Change is a constant in our world. And we have to be adaptable to the change because guess what? God is not changing, but our revelation of Him is supposed to be at all times. Can you say amen? I, I want to know more about God today than I knew about God Two years ago, 10 years ago, a dozen years ago. I, I, uh, I'm noticing as my children are getting older, I am understanding their complexities better. Uh, and I dare say that my relationship is better now than it has ever been uh, because I have been able to change with who they are. As opposed to being angry that they're not changing to who I want them to be. And what I am discovering is the person that they are is more amazing than who I wanted them to be. Amen. But it required me to adapt to their changing Amen. as opposed to them fitting in who I wanted them to be. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, and so, so often that's who we can be with God. We can want God to be a certain way and uh, the, the less he is conforming to our belief, the more disappointed we can get in him, but any God that we can create is not a God you want to worship. Because yeah. yeah, he's exceedingly abundantly better than anything we could have imagined, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And his plans for us are exceedingly abundantly better than all we could have imagined. And God is doing a, um, <clears throat> a renewal in our midst right now, and um, it's, 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 um, it's, a, it's a trying time in this season, and I've talked about this the last several weeks As we study the life of Elijah, we can see that his greatest highs were followed by his greatest lows. And so many people are happy that they survived 2020 only to get the onslaught of emotional uh, backlash early in 2021. And uh, we're seeing people's faith be tested. We're seeing people trying to rediscover the rhythms of life. Uh, And I believe the Lord is uh, trying to Talk to us and say, don't get calcified in 2020. Don't, don't, don't let that be your new norm. And as, uh, as the world is changing around us, uh, things may not have happened the way you wanted them to happen, but God is still saying, I want you to dream again. <clears throat> I want you to dream again. It's so easier that we just get into battle mode, we get into protection mode, and we get out of dream mode. And as we hold on for security, God is telling us, I want you to continue to dream because God is actually greater. He's greater than any of our challenges. He's greater than our highest highs. He's greater than our lowest lows. And the greatest danger, hear me, uh, against the move of God in your life is not actually sin. It's dead religion. At least sin, you can get under the conviction of Holy Spirit knowing that you're doing something wrong. If you ever talk to someone who is caught up in a crazy lifestyle and you talk to them a little bit and they once serve the Lord, they're under a deep conviction knowing that they're doing the wrong thing and Holy Spirit can still work in their lives. Amen. amen. It's the dead religion that calcifies your heart to what God is doing right now. It's your heart gets covered over in scar material, in religion that keeps them from hearing God saying, no, no, this is what I'm doing right now. Dead religion tells us, no, no, everything I'm doing is fine. Uh, God just doesn't do that anymore. Whereas a life in the Spirit says, I don't judge things by my eyes or by my own self-righteousness. I'm staying alive to the Spirit of God. When you're stuck in dead religion, you don't actually need to dream anymore because you feel like you've already arrived. Dead religion tells you there's no need to be flexible. There's no need to change. As a matter of fact, the whole world needs to become like you. And you just become kind of a grumpy old man waving your fist at the world saying this generation doesn't get it. And they need to be like the good old days. And we need some old fashioned religion. Friend, we don't need old fashioned religion. We need a fresh outpouring of the spirit. Amen. This is what we need. In, uh, in Galatia, Paul had to deal with this. Dead religion tried to invade the church in Galatia that had been so uh, touched by the Spirit of God and had so come out of uh, paganism and false worship and come alive in the Spirit. And some brothers came in and said, uh, you, you, you have to perform the way we think you need to perform in order to really be right with God. You have to look the way we look in order to be right with God. You have to sound right. You have to give the right appearance. As a matter of fact, you have to do what the Lord required of us in the last season in order to be right with God in this season. And Paul said, listen, why? The scripture literally says, has, who has gouged your eyes out, bewitched you? Who's gouged your eyes out so you can't really see the truth these days? And, and I'm here to tell you, dead religion is trying to invade again today. Uh, other people, dead religion will say, other people aren't in our club we're, we're the right ones, and they are the wrong ones. We are the special ones, and they are not as special as us. There's this pride that comes into dead religion because you don't actually have a move of the Spirit, so you have to have some sort of logical ascension saying, I've convinced myself that we, we are the right ones. See, that's safe. It's super safe and easy to say, we're the right ones and I don't need to learn anything else. Let me tell you, life in the Spirit is not safe. Life in the Spirit is living on the edge. Life in the Spirit says, I am needing today's faith to survive today's challenges. Life in the Spirit says, I know God told me to step out and do this thing. I'm not sure how it's going to work out, but I am trusting God. Dead religion says, I won't move at all until I'm fully convinced that everything historically is going to be perfect. And life in the spirit says, I don't care how it works out. I need to obey God today. Dead religion wants to snuff that out. So so Paul says in Galatians chapter 5, he tries to explain to this people why the Lord set them free from man-made religion. He says, It was for freedom that Christ has set us free. I'm reading this out of the NIV because it was just a little more clear. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. Therefore, keep standing firm and do not be subject again to a yoke of slavery. Hear me, friends. Dead religion doesn't bring security. It brings bondage. People are going, well, why should I serve God? Because God wants you free. We have this misconception in the Western church today. Uh, uh, when we think about slavery, we think about uh, the slave trade in the United States, which I would think any reasonable person would think is absolutely terrible. Uh, and you would say, God has nothing to do with that. But as you read the scriptures, we're, as Paul is writing about slavery, you're either a slave to sin or you're a slave to God. We like to think that we can play some sort of neutral ground Like, I'm not really a slave to God, but I'm certainly not a slave to sin. I haven't chosen slavery to sin, and I haven't yet chosen slavery. Like, we can choose slavery to God today, and maybe slavery is... No, no, no. If you are not in Christ, you're a slave to sin. That's what the Bible says. It's running your life. And if you've given your life to Christ, you're no longer a slave to sin. You are a slave to God. Now, you may be a disobedient slave but you are still a slave to God. Amen. He is the one who decides what we're supposed to do, what our future beholds, where our provision comes from. He is our God. And what dead religion wants to do is come in and under, undercut that little conviction that you have that you are a slave to God. Wants to whisper little doubts in your ear, but do you look like them? Do you sound like them? You're not emphasizing what they're emphasizing. You're not, you know, you're not emphasizing politics, or you're not emphasizing the environment, or you're not whatever they want to add on to your faith to judge you to see if you're really in the faith. See, friend, that's, that's dead religion. That's dead religion. Amen. Now, your relationship with Jesus is supposed to be vibrant, bringing life, bringing freedom. Now, that scares some people. That scares some people because they think you're going to choose sin if you get too much freedom. That's a doctrine of demons. The Bible says that love draws you towards God and the more free you are, the more amazing you see that God is, which draws you closer to God and wanting to serve him more. And as you're drawn into, again, the spirit even greater than even your desire for sin falls off and you fall more in love with him. And dead religion says, don't look at him too much. You got to look at yourself you got to make sure that you're measuring up. you got to make sure that you're doing the right thing. you got to make sure that you're smelling right and walking right and dressing right and talking right. Whereas Jesus set you free for freedom. Amen. Amen. See, Paul wanted to protect their living faith that they had in Galatia and not let it get torn down by dead religion. He said, I'm not even going to allow a root. I'm not going to let it get rooted in your faith tree. I, 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 don't, I don't want what's at the base of who you are in Christ to be rotted out with dead religion. Once the roots rot, the plant dies. And if they can get down to the foundation of who you are, they don't have to chop off who Jesus is. They, they, they don't have to come against the fruit of righteousness, that religion doesn't have to chop off your branches that bring in life. If they can get to the roots of your foundation, and make you feel unsure of your relationship with God, and then you turn off of the nutrients of who Christ is into the self introspection. Then all of a sudden you stop bearing any fruit worthwhile because you're so concerned about yourself. See, dead religion wants to chop off your security. And make you feel insecure in who you are in Christ, insecure in who you are in a per, in comparison to another person or a minister, or even a single verse of the Bible, forsaking the story of God wanting to set us free. I, I think I've only done this uh, once in my entire career of preaching, but I'm actually want to reference a poem. I, I know some people do that every week, uh, but J.R. Tolkien wrote a poem. And here's what he says. He says, all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. You see, people take this all who are wandering are not lost. They take it out at of a, at a context. What Tolkien was explaining in this poem, he's saying, listen, listen, If if, if we have strong enough roots, if we have fed ourselves enough on the truth, if we're actually rooted in God, then even though the ground may freeze over, we're still going to be safe. And once I know my roots are in Christ, I can wander not knowing exactly where I'm going, but I trust the one who's guiding me. See, I'm not lost. I don't know, amen, I don't know what's happening next year, but I don't need to know. I'm not lost. I'm actually following Jesus right now because I have a living faith that says I don't have to have it all figured out right now. I just got to know that I'm connected to Jesus and he's leading. And wherever I wind up, that's where he'll be. That's where he is because my faith is living. My faith is not dead. My faith didn't die in the Reformation. My faith didn't die in the revivals of the early 1900s. My faith didn't die back when I thought the revival was at its best. It's, my faith is here today. Amen. And though the frost may come, I'm, I, am not, I, I am not challenged. I, I am not discouraged. I know that God is still moving in my life because I have a living faith. I have confidence I have confidence in God. You see, living faith goes beyond today's challenges. A living faith sees into the future and says, God will still be with me. I have a living faith. I have confidence that God will see me. Uh, my roots are deep and my faith is assured. See, you have a living faith living on the inside of you. When you receive Jesus Christ, there is a living faith. And if you are in the birthing process of Christ bringing you to full faith, you're already involved in a living faith that's drawing you to the living God. Saying, come, come. It's for freedom. I want to set you free. Come, come. Receive Christ. So this living faith can grow. And you can see the limitless boundaries of life in Christ. This living faith that is on the inside of you may not show you what's happening, may not show you why you're going through what you're going through. But it says to you, this living faith says that the living God is walking with you. You say, I I felt like God told me to do this and I have no idea why. Yes, you do know why, because he told you to do it. (laughs) That's why. And that's a good enough reason. Let me tell you, when you follow Jesus long enough. Hear me on this. When you walk with Jesus long enough. See, in the beginning of my walk, I was just coming out of sin. I, 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 like, I needed some assurance. I needed comfort. Uh, and not that I don't now, uh, but it felt like it was so tenuous. It felt like at any moment it could blow over and I was just on fire, running, running, running. Now, I'm at a place at my faith now that I have built enough that it's going to take a little bit to knock this thing over. You see, as you walk with Christ and you keep obeying Him in the small things, when you trust God, when He tells you to just let your child go to this thing, trust me in this season of your child's life, trust me in this season of your finances, trust me in this season of your ministry, just sit and trust that I'm working. Every obedience that you give to God, build a foundation of faith in your life. And where one storm would come and almost knock you over, now it's like a hurricane comes and you're unmoved because you have built a life of faith. See, you don't have to worry. Amen. You don't have to worry. See, the first time you, I'm going to just bring it feet on the ground. The first time you bring someone to church and they get on fire for God and then they start voicing doubts, you get very scared. And as you get older and you see these things happen and you see people come back and you're like, oh, wow, that's right. They gave their life to Christ, not to me. I can trust God with them. And then people come and they say to you things that sound terrible. And they're like, I don't even know if God is real anymore. And I walked with him and you can say things like, oh, you'll see. You'll see that God is a very faithful God. You will see that he does not a man that he should lie. You don't have to panic anymore about the seasons because you have an entire foundation of faithfulness standing underneath you as the waves come. Many of you have needed that foundation in the last year as life has tried to come against your faith. But if you made it through 2020, congratulations. There's another boulder there at the base of your testimony of God's faithfulness that you can look back on and say, I made it through that. I can make it through this. And God will continue to build upon that with testimonies of his goodness. You see, dead religion wants you to believe in their rules, that their rules will keep you safe, that their teachings are your foundation. But our hope is in Jesus, not religion. See, my, my living hope is in the living God, not in dead teachings, not in dead fundamentalism, not in dead rules, not in acting out dead things. My faith is in Jesus Christ. I don't worship at the beginning of service because I I think that somehow God requires it. I worship at the beginning of service because I am free in Christ and get to worship the living God. This is why I worship. I gather with you all, not because I'm fearful, you know, don't, 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 don't neglect the Gathering together the saints, I'm not neglecting anything. I love seeing the people of God. I love seeing Jesus moving on the inside of other people. I like being in the room with people who are also living a living faith. I love serving the people of God because I see how it moves in my life. Hallelujah. Watch this in 1 Peter chapter 1. Actually, I believe this is in NIV. The last one was in... New American Standard. Watch how Peter says it here. He says, Praise be to God. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. See, (laughs) dead religion Killed Jesus. Dead religion killed Jesus. This is not an indictment on Judaism. This is an indictment on people who could not see the word of God. Who could not see the life in the scriptures. All they saw was their religion. And Jesus, who was alive in the spirit. Say amen. He had a living faith because he is living faith. Uh, He was murdered by dead religion. But the Bible here says that when you gave your life to Christ, you were resurrected into a living hope through that same resurrection. As Jesus was killed by dead religion, he was raised to life for freedom in the spirit by living hope. Can you say amen? This is who is alive on the inside of you. This is what's working in your life. This is what you can expect in the days to come. This is the God who wants to dream in you. This is the God who wants to give you words. Come on. This is the God who wants you to look to the future and say, what's going to happen next week when I'm standing in a living hope? And God is in the midst of that circumstance. This is what God wants you to do in this. Wow, 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 wow. wow! Hey, in, the, in this season, this is what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to look and say, man, business used to be here, and now it's here in this season. God says, man, I want you to see where it is right now and say, into the future where that living hope is walking with me. I wonder what the living hope is going to birth in 2000. 2021, I wonder how I'm going to look in March when I look back over 2021, the first quarter and say, look what my God has done. Praise be to God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Can you say amen? Hallelujah. I am getting excited right now. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Shake Abba. Whoa. Our faith is a living faith. It's an active faith. It's growing. It is developing. It is discovering a greater revealing of truth about Jesus Christ. His Spirit and His Father. It is living on the inside of you, even right now. And my goal today was not to teach you some archaic story or, 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 or to unfold some deeper meaning of the Greek. My goal today was to provoke you. My goal today was to harass you. My goal today was to... Challenge you. My goal today was to shake the cobwebs out of your spirit man so living faith can come alive on the inside of you. So you could be a wellspring of life in South Florida, you could be a wellspring of life in your family. You go to dead places and you say, The river of living water is now in the midst of this place. Expect things to change in here, expect things to change around you, expect things that were dead to come to life because the Bible says everywhere this river goes, there is, come on, life. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I'm feeling good right now. Hallelujah. Come on, just thank him. Hallelujah. 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 Okay, let me finish this. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm making myself happy. Okay, almost done here. Shakaba. Hey, hey. Hey, okay, okay, here we go. Ha! Mm. Come on. Hallelujah. All right, almost done. Hallelujah. Mm. All right. <clears throat> Hallelujah. <clears throat> ha. Here is the, uh, here's the religious battleground we're on today. <clears throat> what you're noticing is dead religion is trying to give a litmus test to who's in our club and who's out of our club. And the tests are getting more and more unbiblical. (laughs) It's getting farther and farther from the Scriptures. If we are to judge anyone's salvation, even though the Bible tells us not to, uh, if we are to judge a salvation, it's this simple. Do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins and was resurrected from the dead for life? If you say yes, There you go. If you say no, then there you go. Uh, We are giving all kind of litmus tests about who's in and who's out and uh, who's being left behind and who's being caught up. And we're we're giving all these things that have nothing to do with Jesus as some sort of test. Now, now, now. uh, (laughs) Hallelujah. Wow. You huh? Hmm. Your conviction today may not be my conviction today. Your revelation today may not be my revelation today. We serve a very large God. He's so large, he came as three in one, right? Like one wasn't enough, apparently. He had to come as three in one. And, uh, and uh, uh, the, the goal is they want you to decide who's in and who's out. They want you to say who's, who's saved and who's lost. And uh, some of us are walking with Jesus like I said earlier, we have no idea where we're going. I don't know where this journey is going for me exactly. And if I had to guess at this point, you probably don't either. Here's the challenge I want to give you. Let's stop looking at uh, people as either lost or alive. Are they in sin or are they out of? Let's just say that uh, we want all people to be alive in the spirit. And the easiest way to do that is to introduce them to Jesus, if it's been a while maybe, or never. Let's introduce them to Jesus and to receive this living spirit on the inside of them so they can be alive in Christ and understand the freedom that they have in God. There's nothing productive that comes from saying those people are out. We're called to call all men to repentance. Yeah. Amen. And women, right? I mean, You know, you don't get a pass, right? We're called to call all people to repentance. Amen. And if by the Spirit you see someone not living in life, well, come on, invite them into life. Amen. We have that power to bring people into life. But what dead religion says, you need to judge everybody. And if they don't come up to the judgment test that you have created, well, then, you know, they're out, not in. <clears throat> here, 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 why, do, why do I say this? Uh, I have some pretty, I'm, I'm pretty set in uh, much of my doctrine. I'm pretty set on what Christ requires of us, and there's parts of the church today that are saying some things are okay that I'm like, eh, that's actually not in my book okay. Um, when I uh, first started this church, Uh, people question whether or not I was really a pastor because I preach in jeans. Now, that sounds insane right now. But some of the things that we are thinking are outside of Christ right now in 50 years, maybe be like, oh, wow, God was working in that. What do you know? It doesn't help to say who's in and who's out. You minister to the one in front of you. And if they don't know Christ, introduce them to Christ. If they're not in freedom, help them get into freedom freedom. If they haven't experienced the river, let's let them taste from living waters that they may have life. Amen? Amen. 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 Let me tell you this. If you um, uh, sometimes, and I'm going to finish with this. I'm going a little long. Forgive me. Um, Hallelujah. I am. I I don't know. The Lord showed me this very specifically last night, and I'm just going to talk about it here. Uh, The Lord, um, you know, there's this uh, kind of a trite saying that says, you know, when one door Closes, another one opens, right? And I had this vision of people uh, standing outside a closed door from God, super sad, uh, really mourning. And the Lord spoke to me and he said, A closed door brings endless opportunities. You see, when you thought that was the door for you, there was only one option. But when that door closes, the opportunities are endless. There is no limit to what God might do through this situation. Now, see, yesterday you thought there was only one thing God was going to do. Now you have found out that there is an endless possibility to what God can do. Don't, don't, don't. Amen. 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 Once you truly discover that the door is closed, don't sit outside it and grieve. Cry for Jesus to lead you on the new path. That closed door says, no, no, no. I got a whole nother road for you. I got a whole nother journey I want to take you on. That door went to one room and I have a whole pathway that I want you to discover. We need to cry out to Jesus. What is this new path? Lead me. I need to start walking again because standing outside a closed door isn't going to get you nowhere. It's only going to get you to do dead religion and look at what could have been. What wasn't and where you came up. Short, whereas you say the door is closed, Moses, my servant, is dead. Go, therefore, he tells Joshua, Come on, that door is closed. Now it's time for Joshua to discover he's going to lead the people across the river and into the promised land. See, that Moses was one door. Now there's limitless possibilities what God could do through Joseph. Here, some of you are in a Joseph moment and don't even recognize it because you're looking at dead Moses. But the religion is dead. Life in the spirit is on the other side of the river. Can you say amen? Oh, I'm getting excited about that right there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, we're spirit-filled folks, amen? Amen. Let me tell you the difference about spirit-filled folks to dead religion people. Let me tell you the difference. Dead religion sees something and says, what should I think about that? How should I judge that situation? What is the right way to formulate what's going on over there? That's what dead religion says. Life in the spirit says, what can I do about it? What can I change in this situation? Dead religion says, I don't know. Let me get out some old creeds and let me ask... My... Well, what are we supposed to say about that? Well, the Lord says, love the sinner and hate the sinner. No, no, no. But life in the Spirit says... I can do something about that. I can go and introduce that person to the Spirit of God. I can start something and change that city. I can change my my lineage. I don't don't come up with an idea that says, well, maybe those people just aren't of the elect. Maybe that God just doesn't want to get them saved. Let me figure out how I'm supposed to think about this. Whereas life in the Spirit says, man, if I'm still breathing, there's hope in that thing. If I still got the Spirit of God on the inside of me, I see the business is down, but the living God is leading me in a living faith in this business. And if I have breath, I'm going to be prophesying over, over it. I'm going to say prosperity over you. Come to life in the name of Jesus. Come up, rise again. You will live and not die and declare the glory of Lord. We have a living faith that affects things around us. Can you say amen? Listen, Holy Spirit is here to set you free from religion and live real life. Stand with me if you would. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mm. Hallelujah. Ha, man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Someone pray with me. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 And I say, or, um, Swan, I put up that poem for me if you would. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's, let's look at this one more time if you don't mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It says, All that is gold does not glitter. Now, that's the opposite of all that glitters in gold. Just because some don't look pretty, don't mean it's not from God. Come on, somebody all that is gold does not glitter. Not all those who wander are lost. The old that is strong does not wither. Deep roots are not reached by the frost. Second stanza. From the ashes, come on. From the ashes of fire shall be woken. A light from the shadow shall spring. Renewed shall be blade that was broken. The crownless again shall be king. Come on. I feel like somebody's coming to life again today. I feel like you're coming to life today. Come on, pray in the spirit. We, we believe you, Jesus. We believe you. Wow, 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 wow. We believe you, Jesus. We believe you, Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Life in the name of Jesus. Come on, somebody. Believe God to awaken dreams on the inside of you today. Believe God to birth something new even in this season. Some of you are going to come out of this season with a coronavirus baby. Come on. They're going to say, how did that come up? Well, in the season of my struggle, the Lord done birthed something on the inside of me as a testimony that even in the drought, He is God. Come on, somebody. Come K. Come on, Le Bar Raymond Taraba. Why would you name that thing COVID? Because it was in that season that God was glorified. You may look at the people who got sick. I look at the Jesus who carried me through it. Come on, somebody. She Father, right? Mm, put your hands out and receive. Father, in the name of mm, Holy Ghost of God. Holy Ghost of God. Holy. Mm, mm. I declare life. Mm. Wow, I see scales falling off someone's eyes right now. I see scales falling off your eyes. You've been focused on judging something instead of birthing something. Come on, somebody. In the name of... Mm, 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 mm. Strike the ground with that rod God has given you. Strike the ground with that rod God has given you. I hear him saying it. Strike the ground with that rod God has given you. Exercise, wow, exercise the authority that the Spirit of God has imparted to you. This living faith. Wow. One more minute here, if you don't mind. Time. Come on, come, on, come on, come on, come on. We speak life over depression. We just speak life over anxiety. We we speak life over poverty. We speak life over confusion. We speak life over dead religion. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, one more time. In the name of Jesus. Let it be done, Lord. Let it be done, Lord. Let it be done, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Come on.
1: Hallelujah. Hey. So good. So good. So good. So good. Come on, let's just give him a shout of praise this morning. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Pastor Carl messaged a few of us yesterday. He said, I'm, I'm ready to pe- preach some people happy. I think he did that. You guys feeling good? Amen. Come on, let's give it up for the word this morning. Thank you, Pastor Carl. Wow. Hey, thank you for joining us online this morning. Thanks for joining us in person. Yeah. So good to see you guys. Man, gathering with the body is something that we cannot take for granted. Amen. There is such strength that was released as we worship together and sit under the preach word together. Amen. Hey. Listen, if you haven't signed up for a life group already, it's not too late to do so. We'd love to get you involved with in what's going on at RLC. If you uh, need any uh, more information on what's happening, you can talk to one of our uh, Connections team. They'd love to get you plugged in. Thank you guys so much for joining us, and we will see you next week. Yeah. Come on, give it for Jesus one more time. God bless you guys. Love you. And don't forget to fellowship outside.